Hello and welcome to Opening the Gates to More Listings for Estate Agents with me, Simon Gates, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Claire Reddings. Claire, thank you very much for joining me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Um, right, we're going to jump straight into it. Um, we're talking uh, offline before I hit record about us wanting to bring as much value as we can into the, the next sort of 30 minutes or so. Absolutely. So I want to start straight with, I open up LinkedIn right? Mm -hmm. I, I can't open up LinkedIn without seeing you there. You, you're, <laughs> you're relentless on it in giving value. Yeah. How, I think a question I want to ask, which I hope will bring value to listeners is, where does that discipline come from to be so consistent in that? How, how do you keep on track? Um, the secret is I actually have a virtual assistant. Well, um, that's, okay, that's a good secret to reveal because they're important people to have those assistance to help with that right 100 percent. i mean to be honest that's where the consistency came from so obviously i was creating videos long before that and then as everybody will know you get to a point in your business where you can't grow anymore without a bit of leverage um so i brought in a, a fantastic virtual assistant and, and the first thing i said to her was you need to be on me by midday every day if i haven't provided you with a video um, and that was my accountability because we all need a bit, a bit of accountability to keep that consistency going. That's the, that's the trick, isn't it? So, yeah, that's that's how I managed to do it on a daily basis. And uh, it has uh, made a big difference in my business since, I must say. Awesome. And that must be, um, how can I put it? You, you're, you're practicing what you preach there. So when you're speaking to agents about being consistent and being relentless, mm -hmm. you can say, well, look, I, I can do it. So there, there's no no excuse there and yeah. you still had to record have you recorded lots of that content all in one like time block no no I don't do it I do it on a daily basis um because the content that I bring comes from my learning on a daily basis okay, so yeah. whatever I've just learned that morning I share basically to say well you know I, this I, I make a point and that that's another Another thing that I do consistently, I guess, is I wake up every morning at the same time and I read for about half an hour, 40 minutes. And what I've, whatever I've taken from that learning is what I share that day. I love that. I'm, I'm very much the same. I'll have someone say to me, oh, what are you posting tomorrow? And I'll go, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's see when I wake up. There's some there's some organisation there, but it's like, yeah, let's, let's see what happens because I, I want it to be uh, as relevant as possible. Yeah. Um, and actually, this might sound utterly random, but um, and it will lead into the next question. But I was listening to a podcast a few months ago with I want to get his name right. Russell Kane, the comedian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love him. I, I think was it when he was on? Was he on Stephen Bartlett? Was it High Points? Can't quite remember. But a few years ago, I can't again, can't remember exactly what it was, but he was basically saying about wanting to improve his comedy, getting from, you know, uh, 7 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10 let's say and of mm -hmm. course I think a lot of comedians are going to be acquired taste might be people who listen to this who go I've never heard of him or I don't like him that, that's fine but yeah. um, he basically I think went and spoke or interviewed a YouTuber okay it's like a few years ago and he said to YouTuber what what do I do to I need, I need to boost my figures and a YouTuber was like just put out content daily yeah and he went but but people won't pay to come to my gigs if I put it out daily. But like I need people to come and see me in a gig. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, but there's relevant content day to day. You know, something happens with Boris Johnson. Um, yeah. Something happens with, I don't know, you know, there's always some PR cock-off somewhere, isn't there? Um, yeah. And it's like, you could just literally get your phone out, 
hit record and then literally Russell came and was like oh my god like why haven't I thought of it sooner so this is like a few years I think before lockdown so when lockdown came of course comedians can't be doing any gigs or anything he'd already got this massive online following whether it's YouTube I don't know Facebook TikTok Instagram so it was really interesting but he went outside of his industry to go and find that inspiration and went actually relevant content so a bit like the content is king and actually yes. bring in more people going with well, this is what he's like on social media they say I'd love to go see him in the show this is it this is it I mean you're just showing that a minute or two of, of, of what you can do or a minute or two of, of value that you can bring um and then yeah people are going to come and, and spend a lot more time with you but I, I've been watching him since he started that actually his daily rants I absolutely love it, it's so daily rants, yeah I think it, that's what it's called yeah and there's probably other comedians who are watching him going what are you doing you're giving away all your content Mm. um and people might say that to, to us it's like you're giving away all this stuff it's like well that's what you're getting for free imagine yeah. if you if you invested in in what you get behind the scenes that others are getting well this is it and to be honest I think I think with me when I started doing it I just I just took what I wanted to get out of it out of it if that makes sense you know I'm not doing this for me I'm actually doing it because genuinely I want to help people I, that's, I only feel like I've succeeded in my role if I can see other people that are putting into practice something I might have shared and it's, and it's having an effect. That, that's, what, that's what I enjoy. Um, so by me sharing something, I get lots of messages with, from people saying like, thanks, I needed to hear that today. Or thanks nice. so much for putting that out. Like that's that one lady in particular, um, not in a state agency at all, but was watching some of the, the videos that I was doing where it gets you thinking about what's your purpose? You know, what, why am I doing what I do? Um, and it made her really rethink everything. And she, she, she literally left the job that she was in, which she was really unhappy in. And she's now doing something she's absolutely, you know, thriving in. And she said, and that's because I was watching your videos. Thanks for putting yourself out there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a great feeling when you, when you help somebody. Absolutely. I, I love it when I, when I get messages from, from people um, and it, again, it's not why you do it to get a message from someone like say you just want to help people, but you then like it makes you realize that's that's why I'm doing it it's exactly it's worthwhile and um, so I was just saying about um Russell Kane being on uh on whatever podcast it was we we're recording a podcast so yeah. I know you're a big learner so mm-hmm. is there is there a particular podcast which is a favorite of yours that you recommend others should be listening to um there's, there's probably two um they're both Keller Williams actually um one is Think Like a CEO uh, by Gary Keller Okay. Um, really gets you in the right mindset um, if you want to achieve big. Um, and the other one is Empire Builders. Um, that is from a, a group of women within Keller Williams, but they've all um, they've all built their businesses through different means. So one of them, um, Wendy Papasan, she is very much uh, she's built her business on leverage, really. So that's that's something I'm really really keen to understand because we can't all do everything ourselves and as long as the tasks that we do are done to our standards then you know we have to look to to release some of the the work that we do ourselves otherwise you can't grow um there's another lady Seychelle Van Paul she's so client-centric so I just love you know what she does for her customers and, and like to bring that into the market center and obviously um help to train our agents on that as well um there's another lady Sarah Reynolds she's built like an absolute mega team out in the states so again um, the reason why I like to listen to things like that is because I can go and share it with my agents to obviously help them to build 
their own teams and their own businesses as well. So, yeah, those are the two things that I listen to uh, mainly. I do need to do a bit more of, of listening um, that's not work, I think. Um, there's a, I'm about to start a, a great book um, by Michelle Obama yeah. called Becoming, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to reading that. I'm just finishing up another one at the moment, but I'm keen to, to do a little bit more reading that isn't necessarily all, all work-focused. Well, so with that in mind, this could be work focused or not work focused. What's a book you'd recommend people should read? Oh, it, I know there's loads, but what's yeah, what? I think for me, it's got to be Think and Grow Rich. It, it, it just has. Have you read that book? Uh, I haven't. Uh, so is it? So it's interesting you say that. To I was having this conversation uh, a couple of times this week where. You can't see it at uh, the angle of my camera. I've got a bookcase in my office here. I've got a bookcase in my living room. Yeah. And I've got so many books, mm. probably more than half of them haven't been read. And Think and Grow Rich is, is one of them on the bookcase. And actually, I'm just getting to the end of reading the books. Maybe but you've just said that. Actually, yeah. next one I should actually pick up and read. Yeah, because it's brilliant. I mean, it obviously, it helps you in business, but it's just your mindset in general. Um, you know how you think really really matters um, I don't know if you've ever read the secret either but obviously when you think positively and you really genuinely believe something's going to work out well for you it ultimately does um, and that's what Think and Grow Rich really does it just gets you thinking in a really positive way believing in yourself believing yeah. in what it is that you want to achieve um, it's a fantastic book I've, I've read it more than once and I keep coming back to it it's a great I like, I like that as well, a, a sort of reset. You're not the first person to say, I've read said book more than once. The book I'm reading at the moment is not the first time I've read it because I knew that gave me so much value when I first read it. I want to go back and you might see things slightly differently uh, next yeah. time round. And I think it's just a gentle reminder, isn't it? There's something you could have been doing well. It goes to the back of the brain. And you need to kind of build that habit again and, and bring it back to the front. I had an agent uh, WhatsApp me this week. Um and they get great success on doing direct mail on half of buyers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've got a buyer looking for XYZ, da, 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 can you help them? It's not that classic corporate one of we've got a buyer looking in your street. It's a genuine plea to they are looking for something like yours. They've yeah. not sent out that kind of campaign over six months. Mm. Um, and uh, Claire would have just seen me counting on my fingers then, by the way. I don't know. I always do that with months. It's like April, May, June. Um, but yeah, it's probably six months. And then they've had like half a dozen responses and booked a uh, few valuations all over a million pounds. And they're like, why did I stop doing this? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. Why? Why did you stop doing that? Um, and, yeah, and I mean, and Sorry, go on. No, go on, Claire. Go on, what you can say. No, I was just going to say, that's why at the end of every week, I always ask myself three questions. Um, the first is, what am I doing well that I need to do more of? Um, and that, that's when you can sort of reset and go, oh, I was doing those letters and it was working well. I need to do more of that. Or what am I not doing that if I started doing it, it could dramatically change the business. And, and that's where that person may have picked up on. I was doing that ages ago yeah. and I've stopped doing that. Why have I done that? And the other thing is, um, what am I not doing? No, what am I doing that if I stopped doing it, nobody would even notice. And that's when you sort of look at the things that you're doing and what am I wasting my time with? Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I've, we've all been there and I've, I've been on so many seminars I've been on training courses through Keller like week-long training courses I've come back with books and books full of gold you can't implement it all in one go 
So if you don't revisit, if you don't time block to revisit, if you don't time block to, to reread a book that had an impact on you at that time in your life, and then look at it again when you've moved forward a little bit, well, I took that out of the book the last time. Yeah. Now I'm in this stage. You know, if I read it again, what am I going to take next time? So it's so important to go back and revisit. So just on those three questions, again, you, you ask yourself each week, can you just say what those three questions were again? Yeah, of course. Um, what am I doing well that I need to do more of? Yeah. What am I not doing? But if I started doing, it could dramatically change the business. Yeah. And what am I doing that if I stopped doing, nobody would even notice? I love that. I I, I wanted you to repeat that just in case anyone who, who was listening had, had slightly missed it because I thought that was brilliant. I was like, I said, when you said it, and we should listen to understand, not to respond. And I don't know if this is understanding or responding, but when you said those points, I then started thinking in my head for, for my, my own benefit. I was like, I... I should be doing this. I do so. Yeah. yeah, no, it's really, really interesting. Going back to a point you made a few minutes ago um, about belief, mm-hmm. going into something um, with the viewpoint you could not fail, yeah. as opposed to people who go, that's probably not going to work. Do you see a dramatic difference with agents you deal with who have those two different mindsets, the ones who succeed and the ones who don't? 100% so much which is why I do a lot on mindset with them um it's we we go through a few things when when agents first join us um other than strategy which is obviously going to help them what's your demographic like in your area what's going to work well for for you and your business um but we also do what's called a growth plan to sort of really understand the person first um and then put in place different different books that they could be reading or I need to know how I can coach them in the best way and there's some people where my coaching is all mindset um there's some people where it's all lead generation because it's just something that that frightens the life out of them or they've never done before um and then there's some people where don't they don't even need help on that side of things but they really need me to help and hold them accountable to their own personal goals because they can go way too far down the road with the business and completely forget family friends and or the reason why they're doing it over here so it's sort of really understanding the person to know right where where can I impact the most so that they build the life that they want to build um so yes absolutely mindset is is key I see it. there's a very big difference um I've got some agents that will go into a listing appointment with the paperwork already filled out because they just know that person's going to say yes I'm just saving time and if ultimately the people that go in like that they come away with a signed contract that's an interesting point um, where I used to be in the state agent. We had agency agreements printed in bulk um, and there were bits you had to fill in. It had, um, what is it you'd call it, where you write on a, on a piece of paper and it, it prints it beneath as well. A carbon oh, that's carbon. it. Yeah, carbon yeah. copy, I think. Yeah. So I got to a stage where I was, my, my fees needed to get better, always did, to be fair. But I started writing in the the fee and when someone go could you change your fee I'm like it's, it's literally already written in like I, I can't change it yeah. and and it, it did make a difference and we know that you know objections are just questions exactly um, and like I, I've got that written down in in in, my, in one of my books I write down loads of crazy notes but it's something I open up every day and let's see objections are just questions because yeah. there are going to be objections every single day whether it's in your personal life or in your work life and if someone says questions of fee, for example, or to me, I used to go get him, but you've just questioned my fee. Because for me, 
you're slightly kind of closing me as opposed to me closing you because you because you want to do business with me if you didn't you wouldn't ask about the fee exactly and and i think the important thing to remember is is uh, you know somebody saying no doesn't no doesn't mean no it just means i don't understand yet you know you, you haven't explained it to me enough yet you haven't shown your value yet you haven't you know made me understand why you're worth that you know so um I think it's important to have that in your mind as well that when somebody says no it doesn't mean no it just means I don't understand and that's when you can ask them questions to help them to self-discover what you're all about yeah, there's a, another good book actually called um um good leaders ask great questions by John Maxwell it's a great book good leaders Sorry, I didn't hear you then. Oh, sorry, I think my internet could touch. Just say John Maxwell was the author. Yeah, John C. Maxwell, yeah. Right, next question for you. Mm -hmm. You're going to go set up an estate agent tomorrow yeah. in lovely, sunny Newport Pagnell. Okay, yeah. Okay, you're like, is it lovely? Um <laughs> <laughs> been there what? a few times have you is it a yeah. service station you've been to or no no, no i see dominic marcel down there all the time well there you go one of my uh, buddies rep, rep in milton the milton Keynes area um so you you, you come to newport pagnell you're setting up an estate agent tomorrow mm -hmm. what what are you doing straight away so i'm i'm going to ask short term long term so what are you doing to get listings immediately because you'll need some listings but also what are you doing to plan for those listings in six 12 months time as well okay so the the first for the six to 12 months time the first thing I would do is introduce myself to the area so I would but it would be not a leaflet it would be a handwritten note It'd be a handwritten note but you can use handwritten font you know you can download yeah. some really good handwritten font um, my photograph on it my details etc just just saying just with my story on it just explaining who I am why I love what I do because people do business with with people that they like and people they can obviously um they feel they can resonate with yeah. so that I'd understand the demographic of the area and I'd put a handwritten note through the door um I if I wanted to um get listings immediately um I would look at all of the the roads in Newport Pagnell that currently had a um sold board and again, I'd put a handwritten note through the door saying something along the lines of, you may have noticed that a property has recently sold in your road. This may have affected the value of your property. If you'd like to understand how it's been affected, please give me a call. And it would have my story attached to the back. So I'm going to be a cynic now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, but hang on, Claire. You haven't sold these properties. Someone else has sold it. Why on earth would you go and talk about those when mm -hmm. that could actually reflect positively and show that other agents have sold stuff because it doesn't matter who sold it you're bringing value to the person in that home the fact that this property is recently sold will have an effect on the value of your property so it's not that you're highlighting who sold it you're saying right I'm coming to you to say this may have affected you in some way it's bringing value to the person in that home I'm not it's not about I, I really I don't know if I can say this on air or not but it's not about waving your willy and saying look at me I've sold this aren't I fantastic yeah. that's not what we're doing it's the complete opposite this may have affected you would you like to discuss how absolutely love it um and I was perfectly being cynical there when you said what you said I was like I love that. I think you're the first person to say that strategy when I've asked the question. And in the past three years, I'm going to say, of me living in this house, mm -hmm. the best letter I've had, um, and none, none of the others are any good, the best letter I've had is an agent sending me a letter saying, 
you might be interested to know property like yours came on the market, sold very quickly. If you'd like to know how this has impacted the value of your home, here's my details. And that agent hadn't sold it. Uh, and and I know agents get really good results in doing that, but mm. I was personally being cynical because so many agents go, why would I do that? But um, I love the, there's a marketing approach. I think it's called the little bighorn approach. And it's if there's a market you want to get into, you go and market to the adjacent market. So like you said, if there's, I don't know, if there's a certain street and you're like, I want houses in that street, well, if something just sold there, like you said, go and tell other people in the street that something sold, they want to know the new value of their homes. How many times do we see a house sell in a certain spot yeah. and if someone else sells a property oh, there? Yeah. My street's a good example. It's a heavily transacted street, and I hope that's not because I'm a bad neighbour or something. And I put people <laughs> off. I'm sure but it's not. I'm sure it's not, hopefully. Um, but there's so many transactions that happen yeah, it's not one agent dominating, and it really annoys me. Mm. I want an agent to dominate the street, but it's just different boards or different agents. And I never have letters come through. Only once in three years has a letter come through, and it wasn't even from the agent who sold it. But mm-hmm. said it's sold. Do you want to know how it's impacted you? I mean, you know, I, I'm in a fortunate position where in the last three years, the price of my property has grown substantially, as has a lot of this country. Yeah. Um, I've come to the end of a fixed rate in that time. No one's tried to contact me to say, you know, do you know that you've had incredible equity growth? Mm-hmm. Um, averages in this area have been 70p, uh, 70 pound a day that your mm-hmm. property's gone up. What could you do with 70 pound more a day? Yeah, exactly. And, the, the, you know, that see, this is where I get slightly frustrated because, as we say, consistency is so very important. And I know through what my agents are doing that sometimes you have to receive three, maybe four letters through your door before you go, do you know what? This person seems genuine. You know, this I, I believe what this person is saying now. And when when agents go out there and they spend hundreds of pounds on like 10,000 leaflets to blanket one area and then sit back and go, well, that didn't work. I said, hmm, well, rather than doing 10,000 leaflets, why don't you do pick an area of say 500 or 1,000 and go and do it 10 times? because they're more likely to do business with you because you're being relentless. And as long as what's going through the door is of value to them and it's of interest to them, exactly as you just said there, like that, that's, that's what you've just given me there is, is information I wasn't aware of. I think we forget that because we're in the industry, we know this stuff, but that doesn't mean that everybody else does. Yeah. Um, you know, and now, especially with, with the energy crisis and, and obviously inflation, et cetera, going up, we should be advising people in their homes as well that, you know, obviously the cost of living is going up. You might well be in a fixed rate mortgage at the moment, but it could benefit you to potentially get out of it a year early if, if you know, you've got another year to run on it or whatever. It could actually benefit you to get out of that sooner and fix rather than you know see out the year there might be a, a bit of a penalty you may have to pay for that but actually in the long run you may be better off should we have a conversation around that because we should be presenting ourselves as property experts I don't like that local property expert um, phrase um often those aren't actually local um but you know what i mean we should be a property consultant we should be advising people of, of all things property not just trying to sell their home um and that, that, that's that's the frustrating part for me really that we don't do enough the fact that you've sat there all that time and you've had one letter through your door this is scratch, I mean, right? I've had I've had other leaflets or letters uh, but they are what you just described it's chucked 10,000 things out mm. like, you know you throw enough shit at the wall something sticks yeah um, whereas the one that really stood out to me was just adding value um on what you were saying there as well about kind of cost of living and and um 
interest rates and stuff like that. Um, there's a big swing, I think, and, and stuff in the media about like EPCs mm-hmm. and, you know, gas, electricity, water, blah, blah, blah. You've got all those things that are just crazy how much they're, they're costing, right? Mm-hmm. If I was an agent right now, and agents laugh at me when I say this, if I'm in a certain street, I'd be looking at ones that have never had an EPC or an EPC's expired and offer them a complimentary EPC, mm-hmm. maybe a market impact report, and a complimentary equity check. And in nowhere have okay. I said a free valuation, but okay. they'll be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Because an EPC, I get agents to go, I don't want to pay 50 pound. And I'm like, if you said to me, uh, Claire, if you said to me now, Simon, give me 50 quid and you'll have a 300 grand appraisal. I don't care if they're selling or not. I'm in someone's living room, yeah. add them to my nurture campaign. And even if they're not selling, if I've just given them amazing advice, can you do me a small favor? Can you leave me a review? Absolutely great. Who's one other person you know that could benefit from this sort of service? And it would just grow. But I, I, I think I see agents go, oh, I don't want to pay that 50 quid. Yeah. And it's like, you don't want to pay slash invest, let's say, 50 pound in your business to, to try and make it grow. And again, it's being that helpful agent. Now, who are they more likely to instruct in a year or two if they are going to sell? I think yeah. the person who's given them in... Uh, a review on, on pricing spoken yeah. about interest rates again being a property expert and then gave them a complimentary epc oh I, just, I think that's absolute gold i think the problem is that a lot of people just go for low-hanging fruit what can i get now they don't think about you know is, is that 50 quid going to turn into business for me immediately they'd pay it straight away wouldn't even think about it but because we're talking about sustainability we're talking about um you know investing for the future and making sure that you're not going to be one of those agencies that in two or three years time aren't here anymore because you've only gone for what you can get right now uh, but a lot of agents don't think like that unfortunately but you know what you've just said there is, is absolute gold i mean i i think i'll be using that on my next power up <laughs> but it's, i think short-term thinking gets short-term results and that's why i asked the question of straight away what do you do to get listings because if you're let's just use the self-employed uh, world at the start if i for example was still on the high street and i left the high street now let's be real even if i listed and sold a property straight away mm-hmm. it's going to probably take six months to actually have some money coming and that's probably helping me pay myself back from you know putting some money in the bank so you've got to do some things straight away to get yourself in people's doors but I see so yeah. many agents who, whatever side of the fence they're in, 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 in this agency world, they're just short term um, or they're just long term. They don't market in combination. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of doing a bit of both there. Right. We're coming to uh, the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I've got three hopefully quick fire uh, questions for you. Okay. So um, this isn't a loaded question, I promise, but one piece of tech that you'd recommend agents should be looking at so this could be from a mobile phone app it could be prop tech it could be a google chrome extension what's what one piece of tech that you use like daily or, or your agents use that you think is a good piece of kit they should be looking at um well we use nurture which we've created ourselves obviously okay. um which is a 36 touch campaign um absolutely essential um if you want to um keep in the front of mind of, of everybody in that database then you need to be nurturing them um over a 36 36 touch campaign over 12 months so it's a combination of emails text messages social media posts calls voicemails um etc so 36 touch campaign on that nurture campaign, I love that. And uh, Paul Leslie, who I think is with uh, Oxygen 
uh, Mark Mather. Uh, brilliant guy. Him and Rachel are doing wonderful things, and I get emails from them, and I genuinely look forward to receiving their emails. Like some yeah. is about the property market, some is about Ealing. It could be yeah. about a trip they had to New York. It could be about Paul some Raph. Like it, it's just got such a nice mixture there. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel like I'm being sold to. Um, but on the nurture campaign, I shared this on a, another podcast um, that I recorded uh, just yesterday, and I think this will this will blow your mind, and you'll be you'll be gobsmacked, but you'll also believe it. At the start of this year, um, I wanted to trial something, and I asked a dozen different agents of all different shapes, sizes, locations, and stuff. Yeah. I asked them in January of this year. Hypothetically, I can guarantee you a one million pound instruction in January 2023. All you need to do is send a letter to the same property on the first day of every month in 2022. So 12 letters. Yeah. How many out of a dozen agents do you think said, "Yeah, I'd do that"? Oh, it's it's probably something sad like one. Is it zero? Oh wow! They all went probably not. <laughs> and I I was like, I know it's hypothetical, but I'm guaranteeing you. A million pound instruction you just need to put a note in your diary like it doesn't even need to be a computer you can go to a paper diary and just write on the first of every month letter 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 and you just go hand deliver it do it for a system put it in a post box they were like nah probably forget it one point. and i was like that's worrying because if if you're not even going to do that with a guaranteed income or guaranteed instruction when we said earlier about um agents going in something will it work won't it work i'm telling them it will work they're yeah. still not necessarily doing it so well that's um, that's exactly what we use home search for is, as well is to send um letters every single month to properties that came on the market but withdrew um and it will have qr codes on there for them to go to see sort of home guides seller home guides yeah. and all and, and and other sorts of videos as well that, that will uh, give them value I can't remember, and I'm, I'm not going to name them, And but I think, uh, uh, I'll probably ask you offline, actually. I mm -hmm. think that they are at your market centre, but um, there are tools and techniques out there which uh, are, are on my link tree and, and, and video series I've done, and for anyone listening, they can reach out to me and get it. But I think one particular agent looked at Rightmove and Zoopla, and they had to be boringly consistent in just staring at their computer but it's readily available free information. I think they found over 800 properties that are potentially withdrawn from the market. That's right. All, all from just looking at free public data. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I shared that with agents. 99% of them don't do it. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. fascinates me. Um, right. I said to be quick five questions, then I've gone off on a tangent. So let's <laughs> let's get back on track. So we've spoken tech. Um, I've got some posters on my wall. Uh, and really? then I'm, I'm very big on quotes um, and these are from the high performance uh, podcast shot so mm -hmm. is there a particular quote that you would like to share with the listeners that really resonates with you um it's really simple but it's just work hard and be nice to people <laughs> I love that yeah it just that's, I've, got, I've actually got that on a, a poster and I look at it every day just work hard and be nice to people that's it and I think a lot of people do one or the other actually don't, but not not those in combination again it goes back to that combination absolutely uh, right last question mm -hmm. um i want to know what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given in your real estate career oh wow um best piece of advice um it's just that consistency piece 
build out the habits. I think I think the I think the the phrase that was said to me was your success will be entirely determined by the habits that you form. And that's it. So that's when I looked at structuring my day a lot better. That's when I looked at the night before making sure that I knew what I was going to be doing the following day um, yeah. so that I would time block the, the time accordingly. I'm a, I'm a single mum. I've got three daughters. Um, obviously, life is really busy. And if I'm going to make my business a success, then I've got to make sure I'm focusing on the right things all the time. So every night I write a list of all the things I want to get done the next day. I then look at that list again and say, right, out of all of these things I've written down, what's actually going to push the business on? What's actually going to make me money? I time block my diary between nine and 12 every single day. And I'm working on my one thing, the most important things I need to get done that day. And then I allow distraction in the afternoon because I can't work in a straitjacket. Yeah, love that. And uh, you just said one thing. Um, that book by Gary Keller really changed my my view on life and 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 my status secret. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> Waving at the screen. Uh, I've got it on my bookcase. I think I uh, I after a meeting with Ben Taylor, um, by chance in I'm going to say it was twenty a twenty eighteen. Mm -hmm. like you've got to go buy this book, and I was like, who is this crazy man? <laughs> like telling me to buy this book. I wasn't I wasn't the biggest of readers at that point I read that book and I really do think it it then set a trail for me to start really learning a lot more and do a lot more reading yeah. um and coincidentally I think our, after that um the next business year results were significantly better there's a couple of reasons for that but it yeah it was from concentrating on one thing because I was I was probably being not probably I was just being a busy fool and actually, yeah. if I did what you said, there's so many things I was doing, but actually you look back at them, well, is it making the boat go faster? No. And probably most of them wasn't doing that. So absolutely. Yeah, lovely. Brilliant. I think that's a great way to uh to finish off the podcast. So Claire, I just want to say a massive thank you for being such an amazing guest and adding lots of value to our listeners. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Lovely to meet you.